This is a warning, another cut to move on. Another beat that's so strong, hold on, and I get wicked in this song. Stir up shit as the wit gets wisdom. Here we go, guys. Episode 14, RT Podcast. We got Rich Pelton and George Costa in the house. I'm here. Getting ready for Grand. Big show. This big, is literally Friday, uh, November 17th. We've been busting ass the last few months here to get everything ready, and uh, we're both about to pack up and leave for Tulsa. So, yeah. Rich, tell me what's going on. Uh, here, it's kind of business as usual. Um, you know, we travel to races. I don't even know. TJ's sitting here with me. Uh, what do we do? 20 events a year, 25 events. I mean, we do so many. 25. We do so many events that the truck and trailer are always ready. So, Grands. Um, we either, you know, just make sure we're, we're dialed, make sure we got everything, and then maybe a little bit of overstock. But, I mean, we carry, you know, fuck, I don't even know, dude, core, you know, $150,000 of inventory in the trailer almost at all times, give or take, you know, whatever, retail side. Um, so, and we don't, you know, we'll go to a race and do 20 grand or 15 grand or 25 or 30, you know, so it's, there's plenty of stuff in there. We just kind of make sure it's good. Um, that, the truck and trailer are already there, actually. So, uh, TJ... Uh, did a, like a bit of a tour um, down, went down south and across to Texas, and then just left the trailer in uh, in Tulsa and flew back instead of driving back and forth. You know, we don't really need that inventory here. Um, yeah. So we shipped a, uh, the frame. You know, the frames had come in uh, a little bit before that, so we shipped a pallet of frames because there was no frames in it because the trailer was already on the road or just got on the road, and we don't have a double stacker. Um, because we made our trailer for Vegas, which we did twice a year, which is our two big races. And now they're gone. So now we kind of wish we had a double stacker, but you know, that was five mm -hmm. years ago. Um, so that's there. Yep. Shipped a pallet, shipped what, two pallets. We shipped two pallets. So one of frames, one of the stock that came in, the, the restock. And then, you know, we've, the stuff that we've gotten, you know, finished up here, lasered and, you know, shit like what you're doing there, finished yeah. up gears, finished up stems, um, shipped a couple boxes and then we'll fly, fly a bag each. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So it's not, nothing crazy um yeah I mean, we're kind of just always we're always event 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 so yeah kind of ready for it. just yeah. a little bit a little bit of extra stock you know a uh, little bit more goes into you know get, getting our space set up because we're a little bigger you know tj lines it all out how are we going to set it up and then the team space a little bit bigger you know organizing you know a lot more a lot more heads organized so uh just a little bit of a bigger scale you know it's like maybe 20 percent more work than to go into another one so yeah it's nothing nothing crazy for us we were just for the most part business as usual but you know a little extra so yeah and we're good to go man we're nothing there's no no panic nothing crazy well a couple little crazy things happened uh, <laughs> with, the, with the award plates uh i guess we said yeah so now that it's fixed um we uh i i sometimes go print them myself but this year uh i had someone else print them because so we could stay home and uh, they printed, we printed the nag plates and I sent them the job separately. You know, it's all specced out perfectly. You can't really, hard to screw up. But this, I've worked with this company for 20 years. And then they, for some reason, they printed on all the rest of the material. They printed nag. And then we had to print uh, ROC and, and national. They printed state plates on, you know, thousand plus pieces of material. <laughs> and then they printed all of it. Like, hey, you didn't have enough for this run. Like, what are you talking about? There's more than enough for both run, all three runs and district. There's enough. He's like, no, uh, we just printed the blue. I'm like, blue what? I'm like, <laughs> you're mistaken. Like, no, there's no fucking blue, man. There's no blue. Like, so I'm like scrambling. It's in the, they're calling the morning. I open my computer. I'm like, look at the, I go, there's no blue, guys. Like, I don't know what you're talking. Like, that's you took the wrong phone. He's like, are you sure? He's like, let me let me go check. I'm pretty sure it's blue. 
yeah, it's blue and it's all the material. And this was what three days ago, <laughs> like three days ago. Oh, like, man. holy uh, Tuesday, I'm like, oh my god. And normally it takes you know three, four days to get the material cut down, get it shipped over. <clears throat> but I called my plastic supplier, I've been working with again 20 years, like, yeah, no, we'll cut it right now. Don't worry about it. I go, just cut me the little bit that I need to get to the grass. We'll worry about district later. They had it cut the next morning, they picked it up, and everything already printed and shipped and gets there on Tuesday. But yeah, dude, it was not fun <laughs> wow. and you know yeah. I mean, they're gonna eat all that eat shipping and i feel bad i hate when shit goes wrong even if it's not my fault i just hate when people you know because i mean i've made mistakes that have cost me a lot of money and it's just it just sucks so um yeah. crisis averted everything should get there on time it, it, it's, it's scary the stuff's not there yet you know and every once in a while you, i'm sure you're familiar ups or usps will lose a box um actually, actually just, I, I haven't had any i've I, except for like maybe small envelopes and stuff like that getting lost, like especially like overseas sometimes. Yeah. I've never had like a big package, uh, you know, just go missing yeah, up until we... last week. And it oh, was really, yeah, it was for JR bikes. And, uh, oh, shit. you know, they it was like a month ago they were supposed to get it. And then they were like, hey, we still haven't gotten this. And I'm like, well, you know, tell me what you received so I can figure out what it is that, that you're missing. Right. And yeah, it's just first time ever doing this since you know 2006 using u.s postal service that we had a big a package lost yeah. yeah i mean well i mean I'd, I'd say it's a lot it's a lot to me i mean we lose something every three to five months it's, i mean we lost uh, a full box like 300 state plates just disappeared into the into the abyss oh, wow. and they were already printed printed and done so they had to reprint you know, like they, we luckily, you know, we print a bunch so that the other states hadn't run yet. So that, you know, they, okay, well, Tennessee will take Texas and then we'll reprint Texas, you know, like whatever. So yeah. you have to shimmy all, shuffle all the shit around. Um, luckily, I like I, I work with some really good people, uh, or I can do it myself if I'm really in a pitch. I can, I've got access to a full print shop down in Southern yeah. California. So, anyways, um, that was a fun little crisis. Other than that, um, TJ and I fly out Sunday morning and uh, start, start setting shit up Monday afternoon. Is that what we're allowed in? Monday at three. Monday at two o'clock. We'll see. Nice. See you there. What's your What's your travel plans? How How are you How are you going? Uh so I pick my kids up from their mom's on Sunday at four, and then gonna you know obviously come home, have dinner, just hang out, try to go to bed early. Then I'm, my goal is to try to wake up at like three or four in the morning, Monday morning essentially, and uh, I'll have everything packed up in my truck. I'm driving, and uh, then just take off and start uh you know making the drive it should be about like 30 32 hours or so uh of a drive for me and uh gonna plan on going straight through stop somewhere to once i get tired in the middle of the night on monday night um but yeah then i should be heading in there should be making my way in like uh early tuesday morning or so and then uh do my setup which is obviously not as big as you guys but you know yeah, we'll uh, take care of all that and get it ready to go, and then you know get ready for Grand's Week. So yeah, yeah. But the lead up to this has been crazy here because, of course, like uh, you guys were a part of the craziness, but uh, like everybody, like placed their orders pretty much late for Grand's to try to uh, get stuff ready, and um, you know we it, it was it was a lot, especially some of the vendors. <laughs> like it was shit tons of gears that that people wanted and i yeah. really wanted to make sure we came through and delivered for everybody i even warned you guys because you were like third in line 
saying like, hey, I know this this order isn't huge, but like we're we're pushing the limits here on what we can yeah, make. Yeah. Like, you know, like there's only so much stuff I can make per week. Right. And then right in the middle of it, about two weeks ago or so, um, this the oldest machine I have in the shop, this Haas VF2, just I, I'm doing runs like at night to try to catch up on things because it's yeah. it's uh the way I've programmed it and the setup of the machine, we can cut six gears and actually six cogs simultaneously. And it takes like a minute to load and then it'll run for an hour and a half and produce all those gears. And then you just do the change out and then yeah. keep it going. And so I love to, uh, you know, I'll load it, go inside the house, you know, watching TV, set, set a timer, come back out, change it out. And I'll run yeah, shit yeah. all the way to like midnight sometimes right, if, right. I, if I'm trying to catch up with stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, look at, we had all the material that we needed ready to go. I come out on like, uh, it was a Saturday night, I believe. Oh, at the beginning of that week, I had, uh, belt, uh, uh, broken some drive belts in that machine. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like it's old, this kind of shit happens easy to repair. Yeah. You know, I, I order some new belts. Didn't want stupidly didn't want to pay like the overnight shipping charge because they wanted to charge like I think it was like a hundred dollars for belts right. that cost like two hundred dollars and I'm like that's ridiculous I'll right. just have it shipped like priority took a yeah. few days came in on like a Thursday got it all installed had everything running on on a Friday ran all day all day Friday all night oh like into the night Friday Saturday morning all day long running out here. Um, I think I cut something like 86 gears in almost a 24 hour period. Right. I come out at like nine 30 at night, uh, on Saturday to do the next changeover. And there's an alarm on the machine and I'm like, <laughs> Oh, what's that? It's old machine. Like shit like that happens. Low lube, this and that I go to reset and, and rerun from that position in the program. Uh-huh. And I hear, Urgh! and I'm like, what? the it does not sound good <laughs> i go grab the spindle and like try rotating it with my hands it's fucking locked like oh, no welded in place i'm like oh no yeah this is bad sucked. so <laughs> i was thinking did i do something to the gearbox or whatever i did not have it in me at 9 30 at night to start tearing into this yeah, part, yeah, yeah i went straight to bed i walked in the house went straight to bed got up early sunday morning spent all day sunday taking the machine apart uh, luckily it wasn't anything it, well, it wasn't the gearbox, which would have been, I think a bigger issue, but it was my main spindle in that machine. After I ripped it out, basically the top, the top, the top like in it. Ten grand, right. If you were to buy one new. Yeah. Just new, they're like 10 grand yeah. and, uh, um, for a machine I paid 10 grand for <laughs> right. <laughs> used obviously. But, um, so uh, I, I get it out. I, I take a look at it and you could see like the Baron's like, like has melted metal and like just it's 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 welded in and i'm like shit this sucks start calling around there's uh, a bunch of like rebuild places around here start getting quotes and everything and and they just wanted they wanted like six thousand dollars to just replace the barons basically like do a rebuild like that yeah and and that's like me sent giving it to them having them work on it for two weeks and then getting it back and putting it in the machine myself like that's no labor or anything i couldn't justify it and i was like you know what screw it i'm just gonna order the barons myself i'm gonna get the tools i need myself to do this 
and I'm just going to try it and see what happens. You yeah, know, yeah. fuck it. Like if I yeah, fuck up, I yeah. fuck up like a thousand dollars worth of parts. You sent me the, the pictures of you with the uh, the press. Like you're seriously gonna like try to fix your spindle? Just kind of like how gnarly they are. I mean, yeah, we like two hundred pounds. You know, whatever that little block yeah. of spindle is insane heavy. Yeah, yeah, I had mine replaced. Think think here maybe so eight seven eight years ago. Yeah, and they paid nine grand, but install the whole deal. But it, it, that's just like a lump in your throat. That's just a, just shit. Like yeah, stuck so bad. Like man, it's what? one thing I think if you if like like my new machine that was almost a hundred grand. Like it, it that like it's like okay yeah you know in in my mind it's like yeah, yeah. I could justify that yeah <laughs> that makes sense yes. you know like what what if I fuck something up on a hundred thousand right. dollars. But I, right. this machine was used and I bought it for 10 grand, literally, yeah. like from a guy down 15, the road. 16 years or something now. I've had it forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you know what? Like, I'm glad I did it. I found a place that is based in Detroit. They sell you everything you need. I ordered it all, came in. There's a bunch of good YouTube videos of a guy who's done it in New Zealand, did the whole thing, got it back together again. Like, literally, the day I got the Barons back, put it all back together again the same day, got it bolted up started running gears immediately caught right the fuck up again like that's crazy with no how do, you, how do you know if it's all true do you do all the testing and all that bullshit like you get your yeah i mean well i mean basically once you start cutting true. stuff and you're measuring you know there's yeah, yeah. there's not a whole lot there's no adjustments because they, they know they can they shim them or something like if they're they not, can so like, if so how do you check all that so when you pull it out if you have shims then you have to worry about that Right, right? right. But when I pulled mine out, I had no shims. Okay, gotcha. So I'm like, all right, well, I probably am good. And yeah. then, you know, and basically, not, we're, not cutting, we're not cutting spaceship stuff. So, I mean, even. Yeah, I mean, basically, start, there, cutting the first, start cutting Except the first. Start cutting the first. Now, everybody things. know that your rented gear, your 0.02 can now be 0.03 because he didn't test his shit. <laughs> not the case. But <laughs> everything got checked out afterwards. Machine's been oh, running great. Yeah. And uh for like a thousand dollars worth of stuff, you know, awesome. I was able to to overcome that. But man, it hit exactly at the worst time. Like I had I think I at the time I had like I oh, I think we had like 600 gears to cut on this machine. And I'm like, oh, man, this is like we're not gonna make the deliveries for grands yeah. if if I don't get this thing uh working and, and get it going. But there were some days that I, I put in legit like 18 hour days out here trying to get everything ready yeah. trying to get caught up uh coming out here on a you know every hour basis to get the machine loaded and running and just running yeah. it non-stop so uh, i'm glad that that's over but then last week on sunday um you know i'm going about my day doing whatever and i get a phone call and it's from sean Dupreet, my my shipping manager you know we only have three people in this place so and he's like yeah broke my wrist today at uh oh, one of the uh, mountain bike parks like it's it's in an s and i'm like oh. oh fuck like are you serious and like this week uh was our like grand's pack up week get everything engraved right. like all this stuff yeah, so yeah, yeah. uh well you got two little engravers there yeah oh no I, trust me yeah. I, I i put them to work <laughs> they they worked uh last weekend and but uh all this week luckily another bars it just you know kind of weird how things work out but like he got laid off from his job and asked me if there was anything that i needed help with and i'm like yeah i want you to come in and i'll have you start doing some stuff and literally you know had had him help out the entire week and sean came in once he got casted and uh kind of helped organize the desk <laughs> what'd pointed. you say pointed 
Okay, that's well, <laughs> you know, when, when you're dealing with like six different vendors and their orders and shits all over the place and you were the yeah, person yeah. like orchestrating it, I needed yeah, him I to it. like to yeah. direct. Hey, where, where are we at with this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got chicken scratch on this pile and chicken scratch on that pile. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But luckily everything got done. Everything is all set. And uh, I'm kind of kind of look. I'm definitely looking forward to grands, but kind of glad that like you know, Sunday now it's over. Like I can't do anything else. I, I yeah, there's nothing yeah. else for me to make, you know, yeah, I, that's, I just always, gotta go. that's always the best part. Like this one, there's not really any pressure. Like, so we, it's pretty much is what it is. And yeah. but there's been many years. We're like, Oh my God, just pushing the last minute, last day. We're here at midnight print banners, but, uh, TJ has been on top of it. We, I mean, it's really, it's been a bit slow elsewhere, you know, not elsewhere. I don't know word that is uh it's been a little bit slower just period so it's like we're yeah kind of we're able to just focus on the grand stuff you know we're starting to, we're starting to get some weather here which is a little bit well it's normal but we've had some a lot drier time so it's kind of slowed down the tracks been closed a couple nights you know so uh we haven't really had a lot going on anyway so it was really easy to you know just stay on top of it and get it done so yeah yeah, yeah that's wasn't, something wasn't that's kind of um, what'd you say I said it wasn't anything crazy here. Yeah. Uh, that is something diverging from Grant's prep talk topic a little bit. I, without naming names, I did talk to someone who has, he has a small BMX business, but has been able to be, you know, independent for the last like eight years, just dealing with BMX. And, and he told me this, this week that he's like, I got to go find a job. Like I haven't really sold anything, you know, yeah, so that, like, uh, uh, and then we're seeing like some brands having blowout 50% off sales. And yeah, see, you know, I don't see how that helps. I mean, that'll like that well, helps you if you want to recoup your money because you're going well, yeah, to, you know, maybe going yeah, I mean, out of business. How much, yeah. But then, <laughs> then what do you do when your shit's gone and you just sold it for what you paid for it? So I mean, I, I get, I get it. But then if you, if you're not careful and you do that, then when you do the next month, then you don't have any shit. You got your money back, but that money, usually you can only do that when you can't pay your bills. Yeah. So you, you close out or you like, I mean, cause we have some stuff we don't need here too. Like, so, I mean, I, I understand the, the concepts and all that, but you gotta be super careful when you start playing that game, you blow yeah. all your shit out and, and it kind of screws up the market for everyone else. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, we usually just kind of hang tough. We've, we've had to make cutbacks. We've cut some employee hours. We've cut road. We've cut athletes. We've cut, uh, you know, I think time, it's a sign like, of the times, you know, we, we gotta, I, we're going to cut back and kind of just knuck, like buckle down and just, cause we yeah. can make it, we can run super lean if we need to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've never gotten so big to where we had to worry about it. It's like, Hey, yeah. okay, well, you know, our shipper, you know, we, you're not shipping all day. Well, you know, two hours a day, you know, we're going to have to cut you back a bit, you know? So, yeah. um, it's unfortunate, you know, like we build up to this certain point over the last few years and do these numbers that are like really, really exciting. But then you know we're we're a good twenty five to thirty percent down. I ran some numbers a couple of weeks ago, um, looking into what we're going to be able to do twenty twenty four, and it's like, hey, you know, we're going to have to cut back here, cut back here, cut back here, cut back here, just to make sure we can stay lean. And that's that's only like the first part of it. If it doesn't, you know, after you know, come around February, March, it's like, okay, if we got to cut back further. Yeah. I mean, if it's like me and TJ sitting here and getting all, doing all the work, then oh, so be it. You know, we we've done it before. So, um, but yeah. if it's that low, if it's we we'll have to make those cutbacks because that's slow and it's manageable. But you know, yeah. we can still go on the road. You know, thankfully we paid our trailer off this last year, so we've got you know we can we can run pretty lean. So yeah, uh, but yeah, but it's 
we even cut back like our uh, our grand space. You know, we cut uh, ten by fifty off the back for you know, oh, three grand. Like, I'm like, yeah. ah, you know what? Let's just cut back. You know, we usually do massive amount of clothing and and then take it to to the next race, which is Vegas, which is a big clothing race. Everybody's getting their new gear. Yeah. Well, Vegas is gone, so it's like, well, I'm not going to order. We order like my cost like twenty k at clothing every grand. Yeah. We cut that down to like six k this year. And, yeah. And cut the cut all that clothing space down. Um, just to make, I mean, cause we're still, we're going to, we're still doing the same amount of sales. You just don't have as many choices, you know? So yeah. Yeah. We've had to look at a lot of that kind of stuff here recently. Uh, kind of like I said, off topic, but, but a real topic, you know, it's, it's a real it's topic going, that we have to deal with. Going into 2024, we definitely uh, looking at all of our, all of our, uh, our spending and fluff right now. So it's yeah, a sign it, of the times. Yeah. And, and like, we have to be on top of this if we're going to yeah. survive, you know, like yeah. the only people yeah. who are going to survive moving forward are the ones that are smart and that are running efficient. And yeah. like, I've been lucky. I've, I've told you in private and stuff that, uh, like we're down also, but only by like 10, 13% or so. Yeah. Um, but I also had an employee that left last December and I never replaced that person yeah, yeah, who was yeah. my biggest cost. And right. so I've like not spent that labor cost and yeah. we actually produced more output without him. Yeah. It just pay like, you just, okay, we got to buckle down. And that's why I told you, I was like, Hey, you know, we can't slack because there's some bit, I'm going to have to cut out, but I'm still need to, I expect you guys to have to do this much stuff, you know, yeah. or, or, or you'll lose all the hours, you know? Yeah. So, you know, um, I just, you know, I can either work, you can work the same amount of hours and I can maybe not pay you, or I could just, we cut the hours now and, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, go yeah. Night, I don't know. But so, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't mind, I don't mind talking about it out, you know, out loud, like you said, you know, private, but yeah. People got to know. I mean, it's tough, you know. And people think you know our image is big and and all you know fluff and cool, and, and you know, and, and we we like to be that and do a great job. But the fact of the matter is, you know, shit sales were shit this year. I mean, not it's shit. Not but it's not not what, they, not what they were the last couple of years. Yeah. So you get to a thing, and not that you expect it ever, but you kind of get into a groove and into a system, and then you're like, oh shit, we're we can't spend that anymore. All of a sudden, yeah. you know, like just starting to look back. So I'm glad we took a hard look early. You know, well earlier than sooner than later yeah. um started to make the cutbacks now just in case you know like yeah you gotta um, be ready you know, you yeah yeah so ready we're preparing for that uh, a bit but i mean shouldn't affect business at all we've got good inventory we're not at any point where we got to start blowing shit out or anything weird like that uh, yeah we're just gonna carry on try to be a staple brand for the for the fans and yeah you know just uh keep keep rolling hopefully have a good grands and then start the year out just still you know running and gunning yeah but like we've talked about before, a thing like one of my t favorite topics, like material pricing. And like yeah. when we've had those conversations, like, hey, have you bought like how much have you paid recently? You know, yeah. it's like my sh like and I've complained about how high like yeah. some of these quotes have come back. We and and like this is going to be my economic indicator that absolutely shits on a downturn because I just got a quote today from a vendor who in the spring had quoted me material um and it, it's basically a it's it's back in line with where things were like three years ago uh -huh. but in the spring they had doubled this price right and now they're like and they have plenty of stuff in stock they're right. like oh yeah we got Good so bitch. much of it so they're sitting there like nobody's buying anything we got to bring our prices back down to reality where they needed to be and you know let's go uh you yeah. know here's like a, a price that was yeah you know from a couple of years back and it's a vendor i haven't bought i haven't bought uh like like plate or sheet material from uh for a long time and uh just placed a big order today with them to get yeah. stock back up again 
TJ spot. just said, you know, we ordered some tie bolts. He said ties down 30%. And one of my, I don't even check the pricing because for us, it's, you know, we're on 661. So it, it fluctuates some. But one yeah. thing I, I did notice, I ordered some plate and bar. And usually plate could take up to two weeks and bar, you know, three to five days. I'll get on the saws. I got the bar the next day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so their saw room was not very fucking busy. Like I placed in the morning, saw <laughs> the truck the next day. And then the plate came like three days later. Yeah. We're talking, you know, three to five, seven working days for bar to get cut yeah. and up to two weeks for plate to get on the saw. And dude, it was like that. I'm like, holy shit. Like that saw room is slow. Yeah. So I, I did notice that the last couple of times I've ordered and I've ordered really small. I'm just ordering, you know, last year we, one of the things were good, you know, we invested in equipment and inventory. Um, yeah. So we've just been really smart, as smart as we can be, you know, and, and buying new cars or anything cool like that. Just, uh, just expanded, you know? And uh, so now that we had the material wall was stocked like 30, $40,000 of aluminum. Now it's just like, okay, we need a hundred stems, hundred bar, not like let's order every size, have it in stock, ready to go. You know, because yeah. the lead times are so long to get the material. We'd never know. And things are going so good. It's like, fuck it. You know, we can store the material here. It's fine. Yeah. But now it's like, I ordered just what we're going to make in the next two weeks. And that's it. <laughs> so yeah. we're just running, just, just, just leaning down, you know, not holding big inventories, ordering, you know, race to race. So, I mean, just to combat it, just got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So from grants to uh, finances. All right. That was a, <laughs> quite a, quite a sidebar. Uh, oh, we sidebar. Went from, I mean, it's basically the business section of what's going yeah, on. Yeah. 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 True. It's it's kind of both combined because we have this race coming up, but yeah, this race is so heavily involved with everything that we have to do to get ready, right, right. you know. So yeah, um for sure. But yeah, other than that, I think uh yeah, TJ was uh he was like fuck, he said, I don't even you know what I told him I was getting ready to do this and he just chilled right here. And he's like, I don't even know what race we went to last week, dude. I don't even know either. Like we go to so many for so many years, I swear to god. I like, I'll try to like look at this, you know, because I have two years of calendar because I get, I'm always back on my, like, get my tax shit done. So I just leave it in case I need to see it. And I'm like, okay, let's look at, you know, 2022 Napa in July. No fucking recollection. Like, no fucking, <laughs> you know, or, you know, like, how did, uh, you know, how did, like, how did Atlanta go, TJ, 2022? Remember Atlanta much? You know, <laughs> like, seriously, like, fuck, dude, like, so yeah, you know, I am glad that I'm glad I'm not on the road. Like I like how I think it's like you get tricked into it and uh, you know, you, you start convincing yourself like, no, this is really cool. This is awesome to go every single weekend and go do this. You know? <laughs> then when you break out of it, you're like, wait a second. I was fucking doing that for that long. Get out of here. <laughs> That's funny. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm that. happy with my once a year going out. To That's not very many. No, it's not. We don't have a lot around here. You did one. You did that. We did one. Yeah, because I had one that was close. You know. Yeah. yeah, Other than that, they're like six, seven, eight, ten hours away. Yeah, that's a strike for sure. Not necessarily going to be doing that, but yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So uh, we will have our new stem. Uh, I haven't even I haven't even gotten the website updated for it yet, but it will be at Grands. So we have all sizes in stock, and uh, people can come check it out. So, uh, you know, we've gone over before, but, uh, we have from 30 millimeter out to 60 millimeter, two and a half millimeter increments and pretty much lightest thing that's out there starting with the 30 millimeter. That's 92 grams all with tie bolts and everything. So that should be cool. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just have to, when I get back, I have to make sure I get everything updated and, and working. Yeah, and so people can order it. Kind of 
slacking on our website here and there. Need to, yeah. need to focus on that a little more, especially with. Do you guys have uh, anything problem. new that you're showing off at Grants? Uh, no, nothing new. Nothing new right now. Yeah, we're kind of in between. We're working on some new, a new frame model that's downhill, like big hill specific. Uh, the next run of little guy frames, you know, for the late 2024 frames, we're updating those. They'll be disc only. So this is some projects going on. Yeah. Um, but nothing, nothing that's ready for the grand. There's no, no launches. We'll have, uh, our frames on display. You know, they've, they only came in, you know, a few weeks back. So, uh, they'll be out and on display. We have a good, what, 20, 30 of them. So all the colors and, you know, but, but you know, it's, a, it's the same model, just some new colorways, but they're in stock and we'll have a, a decent amount of grands, but we always seem to, you know, so many styles and colors and sizes that you always never have the ones that they want. So, oh man, you got yeah. that the blue? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got it at home. Just make everything black. Yeah, yeah. Well, you our want next a color month, option. All black. <laughs> <laughs> our next month, they're all black, but with colored, colored graphics. Um, but they're tone on tone. So they're like red and burgundy or blue and light blue. So everything's a tonal, but they're yeah. all black paint. So because it's just a it's just a fill run. It's like 300 units. Yeah. To back it up for the end of the year. But uh yeah, yeah. So like that's about all we got for grands. I gotta leave in 20 minutes. So uh probably yeah, segue okay. into the, the the big the big debacle over at fucking Vegas right now. Yeah, we can uh transition over to the F1 talk. Yeah, I mean I actually just got caught up a little bit today and I it's it's kind of crazy some of the some of the stories that are coming out about this. Um yeah. the craziest story is that Ross Braun, who is one of the head guys at the FIA right now, has admitted that they didn't think about how cold it gets in Vegas at night, <laughs> which fucking blows my mind. You have like <laughs> thousands upon thousands upon thousands of the smartest people right. in the world they're probably you know, 200 years of historic weather data <laughs> yeah and Just they didn't the know that running a race in the middle of the night is going to be cold like it just you know i mean you expect that anywhere in winter maybe look at the weather anywhere yeah i mean you might just think let's look at the weather it's nighttime but I mean, I mean, there's no, I mean, is there deserts in Europe? They don't really realize, you know, what the desert is hot. Yeah, that's the, the thing. I think it's a misconception. It drops, they're Europeans. 30 degrees, dude. They're the, Europeans. The and they're like, oh, Vegas. Vegas is desert. It's hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not at night. <laughs> Shit snows, man. <laughs> Un, unreal. But it yeah. is pretty crazy how much damage. Uh, so uh, for those who, who haven't heard or, or watched it yet, uh, Carlos Sainz in uh, Free Practice 1 uh was driving on the course and these little tiny like steel water pipe covers that you they're like service valve covers maybe like about eight, six eight, eight inches, inches yeah, in yeah diameter probably four inches thick four or five something. inches deep yeah uh he drove so i think somebody else drove albon, one, albon kicked it up and it sucked up out of the ground and yeah. flew and hit carlos Sainz's car underneath and there's a massive spark explosion it went through his floor. He said he could see the, the asphalt through the car. <laughs> That's totally fucking destroyed a fifteen million dollar uh, yeah, Ferrari. Shot. Your suspensions. With, I think it said it ruined the fucking engine, the battery, everything. Uh, it cut into a seat, the floor. The, yeah, the the, yeah. the chassis ruined. So chassis one point five. The engine's ten million. I'm sure there's some parts that are still good. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's like, and he's getting a ten place grid penalty. Yeah, can you believe that? Well, they they How tried. 
they tried, I guess, like, I guess there was a three hour meeting with the FIA and they were trying to find wording in a rule where they could say that this was the fault of the course and not like the driver or the team should not get the penalty. Right. But there is no language. And they're like, we have to stick. They lose $10 million and 10 spots on the grid. Sick. (laughs) You got to watch the the team principal meeting with Fred Vassar. He gets super shitty with uh, the guy asking him questions. The guy's like, what can you say about this, about this race and Las Vegas? He's really trying to get him to talk up Las Vegas and this amazing experience. And Fred Verser is like, I'm not fucking happy right now. Like he just starts swearing. <laughs> He's like, "Don't ask me anymore." I was, I was see that. I saw Toto. <laughs> I saw Toto and and uh, Michael talk, but I didn't see Fred's. I saw a little at the beginning of FP2. They show a little bit of that Fred Basur interview. Yeah, but it's not the whole thing. And then I I watched a piece of the 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 four team principals when uh, Wolf was lighting everybody up. So fucking a thing falls off the road. That happens. It's happened before. Like, yeah, this is like the biggest race ever been built. The biggest spectacle. Look at all the work they've been doing for all this year. Like, say, and you're worried about a, a, the, there's a stain on F1 because a, a fucking thing flew up. Like, fuck you guys are idiots. Like yeah, he they, totally don't even, off. It was don't even talk to me. He's like, fuck you guys. You ever write anything nice? Like, yeah, he's, he's all, and Michael's like, pretty good. The, he's all calm. Let's be judged on the drop of the checkered flag on Saturday, not on today's incident. You know, yeah, vowels. Like, yeah, what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, said, he said it much more. Perfect. Well, you know, uh, James Vowles used to work for. Yeah, he was their right hand man, wasn't he? Like yeah, he was the yeah. uh, next in charge. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, then they gave him the opportunity at Williams to be the team principal. So, right. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, he's rad. FP two. I mean, it does. It's not like it m- means a whole lot, but Ferrari was at the top of the yeah, they were timing charts along with Fernando, Sergio, Valtteri, and then Max and Nico Hulkenberg. Yeah, so, but everybody's saying that the track because of the temperatures and everything. I mean, yeah, and uh, and dude. people should know that they did this practice at two thirty in the fucking morning Cold because like of the track uh, repairs that they had to do. Yeah. And imagine spending thousands of dollars on tickets because you and I looked at going to this race right. and it was thousands of dollars, and then being told you have to get kicked out of that area yeah. and you cannot watch the race anymore <laughs> because you get nine minutes FP one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he get booted at 1 30 in the morning and the practice starts at 2 30 and then apparently like like the the i didn't realize this but like they have to open up the track again to regular yeah, traffic yeah, yeah, yeah. at 4 a.m because the yeah. casinos need like supplies and and everything right. else yeah. like this seems kind of crazy and it, it's got to yeah. be the reason why they're having the race that late at night oh, they must be they must be like, hey, we can't no disrupt business too, too bad. Yeah. So why yeah, don't we do this? All the small businesses around. I've seen a bunch of reels and stories like, you know, we're down two million because we've been completely shut off from the walk. You know, people walking like little souvenir stand, gas stations, yeah. all those small places are just getting hammered. And even even Hamilton's like, we can't come in here all glitz and glam and just be destroying small business throughout any all this construction. He's like, he was kind of bummed on that. For staff, he's like, this is a joke. We're, we're like clown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of negative, but I mean, just looking at the spectacle, it's it's fucking amazing. It looks rad. Yeah, I, don't. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. Did you catch that part on FP two? They said the Hazes could be could be good because they're always they always have high tire dig anyway because they just they they have their cars aren't set up right or whatever the yeah. case may be. They have high dig compared to everybody else. Yeah, they said that might be really good for them <laughs> in this cold <laughs> weather. <laughs> 
It'd so be I mean, fucking awesome if uh, yeah, like, right. like they were super competitive and they won. Right, because they're because t- they're just their cars are so shit that their their t- tires stay hot. <laughs> it's pretty uh, funny. Yeah, I mean it. It it definitely seems like an amazing like event. I just you know it's just too bad that they made it so like out of touch for regular people. You yeah. know, like and it's just it's, ridiculous. And now it's not. And now it's not. And now it's not. Yeah. So yeah, so stupid. you know basically you know you got to do that right if you want to do any of these races don't plan in advance right you know fly there and buy day of tickets and, yeah, and get the best deal there's seats basically what right next to us or whatever you look online at normal price it's like we paid 500 each for these and now they're 200 like yeah yeah, yeah. you just just fly in late <laughs> yeah i'm curious it, how next year will go kind of crazy to, to think of it like that but uh i mean they're they're they definitely tried gouging this race hardcore so, oh, man. so you know it's kind of it's kind of satisfying to see it like backfire on them in that regard right, but then right. again like you want it to be there. yeah you, you want to see it succeed you want to yeah you you don't want to think negative. It's like you motherfuckers, you know, trying to get over that hard. Well, fuck you, you know, but, but we want to support it the same. <laughs> also kind of double-edged sword. Bro. Especially in like with what's happening in this economy right now. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, kind of crazy. Yeah. I was talking well, even like back end stuff. So my friend, Matt Falk, you know, used to race for us. He's a yeah. wealthy and he's a DJ now. So he's, he knows a lot of the, the people in the DJ world. And he's like, even the, some of the clubs have like Diplo and like the, you know million dollar a set djs they haven't sold out their their shows yet so it's like you know they got these expensive shows these baller ass djs they're not selling out and then i guess trying to move from club to club you can't you can't even get certain places from certain places you got there's such a roundabout ways you know to to get everywhere is all fucked up in, in the yeah. evening so yeah it's uh it's a lot stupid of, how they did the tickets too because when we were when i was looking for tickets for this online you were like, you could only go to one section. Like if you bought a grounds pass, it was only for like one section. Whereas like oh, in right, Austin, right. when we bought grounds passes, we could go anywhere. You that was a cool way to spend day one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, cool that was good. Day one. You know, we like, let's go watch here. Let's go watch here. Let's go watch here. Let's go watch here. Yeah. Then day two, you know, we snuck into one place and stuck yeah. in the grandstands and day three, we sat in our normal seats and it was, I, that was perfect to me. Cause it really was neat, neat to see like when we sat in the S's, just yep. to watch those things jet through that S turn was mind blowing. You know, and if you wouldn't have walked over there, you never would have saw that if you were on the other side. Yeah. You know, but be able to go watch and sit down and like watch that shit for a while. Was, yeah. Yeah. And in Vegas, they're literally like uh, everything's blocked off and you you only have access to one spot and that's it. Yeah. Which is kind of lame the, the way that they're doing that. It's not really making it like a spectator friendly thing. So, yeah. I mean, you came, but you probably came. How did you even get anywhere else? You know, we just well, you can walk around the whole track. It might take yeah. you two hours, but you can't, you can't walk around. I mean, just, it's a city. So it probably wouldn't really matter anyway. Like you probably couldn't get to that many sections in a yeah. practice anyway in an hour you know you're not going to make it all the way to the other side of the fucking city to get you know from Coble lane over to the strip you know that's not going to happen in a practice so i guess really they were being happened. assholes where all those bridges that cross over the road yeah. they're, they're blacking out the right, right, sidewalls right. and people are like ripping the stickers off it yeah and then they put gate they put fences in front of it like a foot <laughs> I, saw, I saw that was what they did next they fenced them they blocked them and then fenced them oh god yeah, it's so insane but yeah um in other f1 oh uh, so so what do you i mean what do you think is going to happen in vegas like 
I don't. I don't know. I mean, the cold tire thing. I mean, they can man. It seems like they can manage anything. They're professional drivers. If the high, tires don't heat, they just got to go slower. I mean, yeah. I would think they can race no matter what. They'll probably be a little bit more mistakes, I guess. You know, because they'll want to push. You know, naturally, yeah. you know the car can go faster, and then they might want to push. You know, like in FP two, saw them just overshooting onto the before they turn onto the strip, overshooting that like fucking everybody, overshoot, overshoot, overshoot. Yeah. So I mean, I think that could be a problem. Um, it's gonna be some big crash. They, they're gonna have to figure out like, okay, we're gonna have to slow down if they can't get heat in the tires. They're gonna have to fucking slow down. Yeah. But they're the you know some of the best drivers in the world they think they would be able to manage that yeah they um, think it's going to be night, they cold. think it could be like monaco where uh qualifying is really going to dictate because they don't think that there's going to be like a lot of passing opportunities yeah but if but, it's that cold because you're not yeah. gonna be able to put you're yeah. not gonna be able to push in and break late you know because you're not no heat so i mean it seems like it'd be the same thing just slower but but there's gonna be more opportunity for mistakes so uh, but and that and then it also make less passing, you know. Yeah. With the cold tires, you're just your confidence, you know, coming out of this, you know, coming out of the 210 mile straight, you're like fuck, dude. and your tires aren't warm. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Just depends. They're already saying it's not going to be as cold as originally predicted too, but I mean, still cold. And how are they going to do at you know two hours of driving with their hands half frozen and cold? I I, I don't know. It's going to be different. You know, it's gonna be. Mm, I'm sure. I I think that they get typically pretty hot inside the car because it's yeah, a lot right. of heat Dude, and everything. So. What I was saying, their hands—they're worried about their hands getting cold. Just their uh, hands. okay, because they're. I mean, but maybe they put those. Because I know Mercedes has that little like yeah. mountain. Have you ever seen? I don't know if that's a. It's a weird. It's like shape. a windscreen. It's like a. a, 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 a uh, it's like mountains, like the Coors Light mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it's I like a jagged teeth kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they might put those on. I'm sure they'll manage that. But I did admit one of the drivers was worried about. I was like, "Fuck, my hands be freezing." <laughs> yeah, the rest of their bodies. I mean, they're they're hot as shit. So I don't think. They yeah, know that. But, yeah, it's probably uh, fine. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we, qualifying. What time's qualifying? 11 p.m. tonight, right? uh today i mean it's coming up thank yeah 11 p.m for you i think well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking like three in the morning for me or like two in the morning <laughs> f1 let's take a look let's see the schedule here 11 11 25 my time is is practice three 2 a.m yeah. is qualifying yeah so 11 yeah i ain't watching that shit I'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I will love it. I'll be, I'll be in bed, but I'll probably, I might watch it. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. The pre-show is at 2 a.m. Actual qualifying begins at 2.55 a.m. Your time. My time. So midnight. Okay. Yeah. So I remember being double lot. It was midnight. That's just wild. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, those guys. So I, I watched the driver interview afterwards and Albon, I think I was typing to you. Albon's like, it's pretty much just blurry. It was, I don't know if it was because I was too tired. It was cold. It was like, yeah, I don't know. And then Lando just looked like he'd been partying all night. You know, like they just they've been up forever. And they said they still have, need to have a driver's meeting like five a.m. They get done yeah. at three uh, thirty, almost four, and they had to wait around for a driver's meeting to figure out what's going on. So well, they have to do yeah, the debriefs and everything after these practices, yeah, I mean, qualifying. They're 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 sleeping all day today. <laughs> yeah, it's all in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, these all... guys shouldn't have like any jet lag or anything because they've been in North America yeah. for like a month now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I don't think that's a problem. Some people it's talk like, about it's like a, it's like a make believe. Well, no, that, but they've been here that long, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Too bad now. Yeah, they get jet lag. Everyone does, you know. So, but they've been here, like you said, they've been on this side of the this continents uh, for a while. So, 
but I mean, but when you're running that late, then it's just like, it's almost like jet lag, you know, like you're shifting all your fucking time zones way yeah. different. So they're going to bed at like what? Seven this morning. They yeah. went to bed, you know, give or take Yeah, six, seven. Like, and then, if you, you know, if you're all stressed out, can't sleep. So they fall asleep at eight in the morning, wake up at 2 PM. Like it's just fucking get you out of whack, dude. And I mean, I just, those guys, I mean, just being flat out, like, God, dude, I can't even. Yeah. I don't think that they, they probably not enjoying it uh, at all. Yeah. But especially like when they asked Max, did you enjoy uh, the track? No, no, <laughs> no. Most of the guys said it was cool. I mean, nothing, nothing too bad. Yeah. I watched the drivers stuff. But it was pretty wild. Like the pre-show had, it was like a freaking rock concert and yeah. like musician after musician, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. I'm I, mean, like, I, I didn't watch that. I watched that. So I watched a little bit of it because I was like, man, I, I haven't had a lot of time to watch stuff. And I just started like fast forwarding through shit. Well, see, it was just, yeah, it was on the background. It was like, um, you know, I got my double screen that my lap it just on the laptop side just kind of playing so i'd yeah. like watch watch it but it was there yeah. yeah max same with that max like we're just standing up there looking like clowns <laughs> <laughs> just so angry he's like it's 99 percent show one percent sporting event like, i just don't like these kind yeah i'm old-fashioned it is pretty so. crazy though like it could fuck up i mean they broke so many records so who really cares at this point but like i saw it was a cool graphic that showed like the teams that won this year. And it's uh -huh. like Red Bulls won every race except for Singapore where right. Carlos Sainz won. Yeah. And like, oh, it's been Red Bull the entire time. So like they should be able to win the last two and basically yeah. only allow one other team to win a race this year, which is why yeah. I mean, it's never been this kind of dominance in the sport ever. Um and supposedly for next year, like there, there's even a better Red Bull era Weird. design that, <laughs> that they have because they stopped developing this year's car yeah, like, before the summer yeah. break. Yeah, yeah. So they they switched gears because of budget cap and all that stuff. Yeah, to work on next year's car. Yeah, and yeah. supposedly so, yeah, they have some kind of car that is proven out to be even faster than this one. That's fucking crazy because they're on the same regulations for 2024 right yeah no change of regs so yeah. they just dial the car in yeah the regs um, don't change until 2026 and that's like the new engine regs and all that stuff right. that's when we're yeah, going to see like a red bull engine yeah so. red bull powertrain the gm cadillac and, uh i only got a few more minutes but i did want to touch on for all the f1 fans you, you said you started to watch the broad documentary yes so How's i watched that? the first two episodes it is fucking awesome like it is so good and it and it it goes through everything soup to nuts on th this like magical year that they had so for those who don't know in 2009 ross braun who now is one of the head officials at the fia he left ferrari he was the team principal at ferrari left ferrari and basically went to go work in this uh other outfit that uh ah oh shit what was the name of the team um it was honda uh so and then honda basically said you know it was like during the financial crisis and everything 2008 like the downturn and and they were like we're pulling the plug that's it but for them to pull the plug the way it's explained is that they were gonna have to spend a hundred million dollars to dissolve and end the team Right. So Ross Braun and um, a, a partner that he had came up with the idea and said, listen, 
give us $90 million in one year. And, you know, you'll save $10 million. Let us try to do the rest and make this happen. Right. And, and they agreed to it. And, uh, and basically he's like Honda, he gave the like CEO of Honda one sterling pound, a coin and bought the team for <laughs> nice. a pound basically. Right. And, and they interview the guy, he has it in his pocket and he breaks it out. He's like, this is the coin that he bought the team with, wow. which is wild. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, so they had Jensen Button and, and Rubens Barrichello um, and who were both like really good racers at the time. But the big advantage was that it was one of these uh, uh, regulation years where things changed. And there was yeah. somebody who was super brilliant in this brawn outfit that came up with something called the double diffuser. So when you have the rear wing on the car producing downforce, right. they made a sneaky rear wing underneath the car right. that, that, that drew in the air from the floor and ran it up over this other wing. And they had so much downforce That's wild, huh? that they just fucking, they were tearing. They, they were just blowing everybody away by like two seconds. Wow. And, uh, and then everybody started catching on. Ferrari yeah. protested it, tried getting it banned, and then FIA held it up and said, "No, you know, you know, we're not going to ban it." And then other teams copied it, and later yeah. on in the season, you know, they didn't do as well. Um, but you know, it was one of these things where Jensen Button won like the first five or six races in that year, and it kind of cemented his only title that he won. Right, right. But it's a fascinating story. So Keanu Reeves is like Married, narrating yeah. it and interviews a bunch of people and he's super funny in it. Um, but it's really well done. At least the, the first two episodes that I watched are, are amazing and it's available supposedly available on Disney plus, but I, I couldn't find it when I was looking at my account, but uh, yeah. it's also on Hulu and it's a hundred percent like available on Hulu. So cool. Um, it's definitely a great watch. So if you're an F1 fan, like, you know, especially on this trip out to grands, like check it out and uh <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's uh it's good stuff so but well cool man i'm gonna have to check it out i'm gonna, yeah, to, I'm gonna sure. steal somebody's hulu i think my buddy has i think i have my buddies if i now that i think about it check it might it might be up on on disney by now uh maybe you know, i i was trying to watch it the day it came out and maybe it just oh, wasn't right, updated right. or whatever but it's supposed to be on so i know you said you had disney just check it out yeah, yeah. But uh, and I think Disney might be the better option too because on Hulu there's freaking ads that run every like minute. It's oh, really? annoying, so it takes way longer to watch it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's well, cool, uh, a little bit shorter. I know you got to get going, and yep, uh, yep. yeah, man, excited to yep. see everybody. And uh, yeah, be good. I will uh, talk to you later. To see you there, everybody. Safe travels. Come visit us at Tangent Pro Shop and uh, over there at Redden. Check out his new stems and all his decibel bullshit. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. And buy your decimal bullshit over at Redden and uh, Tangent Pro buy Shop. Buy it at my shop, dude. Come on. <laughs> if you're going to buy it, buy it at Tangent. He has we less all the race. Support the people that support you. He goes to one a year and he's proud of it. So, oh, shut uh, up. Go over yeah. and buy it at Tangent. Stop that. <laughs> All right, buddy. Talk like that soon. You won't be able to buy anything at Tangent oh, uh, from that was tough. Uh, you have no West Coast representation, man. <laughs> cool, man. I'll talk right, to buddy. you. Yep. See you later.